This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Guys, after a long layoff, there's been a few pieces of news come out of the club recently, so therefore it's finally time to bring you another episode of HFC Chat. I'm delighted that I'm going to be joined by three individuals later on in the podcast. But first of all, I'm just going to look at some of the news that's come out of the club recently and during this pandemic. Firstly, the season ticket situation that due to restrictions has meant that there is an application process that you have to go through with only a thousand fans initially going to be allowed into the stadium and being allocated a season ticket. Whenever the season starts, most likely it will be October. That's the date that's being talked about at the moment. You know, this will have been a tough decision for the club on not only when to release, as highlighted by Martin Jesper, who has arrived at the club as a replacement for Mark Maguire, but also, you know, how the tickets are going to be allocated. There's many issues surrounding this, and I'm going to speak to both Adam and Mark, who are coming on in a little while, about their views on the way that the club has gone about this. And if you're wanting to apply for a season ticket, just go to the official club website and there will be a form that you can fill out on there. And I'm delighted to say that there's also finance available again this season. Now, secondly, let, let's just turn to our transfer news. Um, Mark Kitchen and Luke James recently turned down new contracts and chose to head for Stockport and Barrow, respectively, with Aidan Keener also moving back to Scotland, recently signing for Falkirk due to personal circumstances. And, you know, we wish all of them the best for their future beyond pools. And the same goes for those who have left the club um, when the retain list was announced. Um, but in terms of incomings, it's certainly been very busy over the last week or so um, with eight new signings coming in. We've 
had to be patient, but it's been worth it, hasn't it? You know, I'll be discussing this later on with the guests that we've got coming on. However, just so you know, here are the eight signs in case you've missed it. Um, Mark Shelton, Timmy Odessina, Gary Liddell, Reese Oates, Josh McDonald, Claudio Afusu, Mason Bloomfield, and finally David Ferguson. As you will have seen from that, two of the players are returning back for another spell in the club, with Gary Liddell coming back after his loan spell and Reese Oates. Got, who got released in 2018, but after leaving Morecambe, is once again going to grace the turf of Victoria Park. Brilliant business to get the three loanees in that we had last season, and then see Dave Chandler thinking outside the usual clubs that we perhaps choose to recruit from, with obviously research from Morecambe, um, Josh McDonald joining us from Halifax, Claudio Fusu from a couple of leagues below with him leaving Royston, um, and then Mason Bloomfield, who was also at Norwich like Timmy Odessina. Finally, Dave Ferguson, who joins us from York and who was reportedly being chased by Harrogate as well, which shows the influence that Dave Chandler holds. And each and every one of the signings has been so positive and had such a positive energy. And also said that Dave Chandler played such a big part along with the fans and the atmosphere that they've noticed around the club. First guest today is going to be Adam Davison. I'm delighted to welcome Davo back onto the podcast. First of all, I'd like to ask you about season ticket allocation and what your thoughts are due to the current COVID pandemic. Uh, yeah, um, firstly, um, I can't begin to imagine how difficult it must have been from the club's perspective uh, to come up with a fair and justified way of selling season tickets. It was always going to be a really difficult task to please all supporters especially given the fact that they are on sale on a first-come, first-served basis, which could obviously jeopardise the long-standing season ticket orders. But hopefully, as time moves on and we come away from this pandemic, the club will be allowed to increase the amount of fans are allowed in the ground. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a tough one, and we've spoken about this before, um, because there's so many fans who've been there over many, many years, and it's a balance between getting the atmosphere for those players, you know, when there isn't a full crowd in, but also getting those people who've shown loyalty in the past. And, and you know, it, it's difficult for the club to... How do you allocate that? The only way, as we've said before, is is this application process and maybe, you know, a ballot and a random draw. Um, but hopefully time will come when more fans will be able to come in and this won't be an issue anymore. I know the club touched on it a bit prior, but I think, especially looking at now... I think years ago, I think what, what they should have done is maybe introduce a loyalty point system, mm. which in this situation now would have made things a lot easier to allocate season tickets. Yeah, as you said, it's been mentioned, and when they released the details about the season tickets, um, they've said that they're going to do a loyalty points basis from now on, um, which will come into play for away games as well. Uh, I think it's 30 points you get if you get your season ticket. So that is the way that things are going to move forward at the moment. Um, that moves on to the recruitment um, of the, from Dave Chandler over the last few days. It's been quite busy with eight players joining the ranks. What, in your view... Who was the best signing that Dave has brought in so far? Well, looking at last season, the, the boys we had last season, Timmy and Shelton in the middle, we, we all knew how vital role they played in the team. So mm. I think it was essential, really, that we recruited them back. But, I mean, on top of what we've brought in this summer, probably on a very, very tight budget, I think we've recruited brilliantly. So massive respect goes out to, to Dave Chalmer and whoever else was involved in the recruitment drive 
But I think looking at the, especially the new boys who have came in, I think I'm excited about David Ferguson from mm. York. I think we spoke about this last night. Um, 15, 16 assists on top of, I'm not sure on the goal tally, but then that were pretty impressive in the National League North. So on top of, you know, with him in the team, hopefully it, it could be the drive towards the promotion. Yeah, I think a lot of fans had different views on uh, Mark Kitchen, who obviously left, um, as mentioned earlier in the podcast. But he just seems such an ample replacement. And one thing that's really stood out to me, um, which we're going to touch on a little bit later, with Dave Chaloner, is he's, he's wider than the net, and he's also attracting these players who have offers from, you know, clubs like Harrogate. I think I believe um, that we were in battle with Harrogate for signing David Ferguson. Uh, from York and it just shows when we can actually bring these players to the club that you know we haven't been able to do this in the past we haven't been able to compete with other teams for players and um, we've always been we I th- think and I think a lot of fans perhaps think this that you know we've been second choice because perhaps of the geographical uh, location in the country but also the whole thing about you know lack of ambition but that seems to have changed and that and that's one really positive thing that I'm seeing um, recently with the signings we've made that you know we're att- attracting the players once again I've seen that Dave Ferguson was captain for Blackpool at the age of 21 and I think he left there in 2016 so you know it's a brilliant piece of business done by Dave and hopefully you know a few more players can be brought in whether that's on loan or whether we can get a few free agents um, you know that leads me on to my next question about where do you think we still need to recruit I think essentially, I mean, I, I mean this in no disrespectful way to the people we've brought in, but going statistically, I, I still think we need a striker, mm. um, especially like a proven goal scorer. I know what people are going to say, it's going to be difficult, especially on a very tight budget, but I think looking statistically at the strikers, more importantly, the strikers we've brought in, I still don't believe we have uh, a proven goal scorer. Mm. And furthermore, I think we could do with a right back. Yeah. Um, I know there's been talks during the week of maybe Michael Duckworth coming back. But I think last night, I think I've seen he could be signed for York. Right. I mean, if we could get McCauley Southern Hills back on a, on a season long loan, I mean, that would be brilliant. So, to my mind, I'd say definitely a right back in a, in a centre forward. Maybe and a centre back as a bit of cover for, to cover for injuries. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Cunningham, I think his deal is to be announced. And you touched on Michael Duckworth, who was released from Halifax um, the other day, uh, maybe going to York. I mean, I'd love to see him back. I know a lot of people are hesitant um, for seeing it as a bit of reunion. But, um, you know, he showed a lot of talent when he was at the club. And I wouldn't mind seeing him. But also, as you mentioned, Macaulay Southern Hales. I mean, he's a player who's uh, gone for the option on his contract at Fleetwood they've extended that for a year but as Dave Chandler said he, he'd love to be back at Pools and, and he's eager to try and get him back on a loan deal once they've figured out their situation at Fleetwood um, you know one thing that I've really picked up on is the positivity and hunger from the players who you know who've signed recently in the videos when they're talking there's a real passion for playing under Dave Chandler and, and Dave's really sold them the vision of the club is that you know, is that going to lead to even more optimism? I know Pools fans, we say every year, this is going to be our year, you know, we're going to go up and stuff. But is this really the time when the club's going to kick on under such a brilliant manager who has a, you know, a proven record with, um, 
having a full season at a club he could really take us to the places you know we saw that at the back end of last season we really had potential and could have sneaked in at the playoffs but do, are you optimistic as ever? Absolutely I can honestly say this is the first time in probably a long time mm. that I would feel confident of gaining promotion or possibly winning the title I think bringing him in Dave Downer sorry was one of the best signings the club's made yeah. and as you've said he's attracting players because of his philosophy because of his ideology and the way that he wants to move forward yeah well we'll see we'll see what happens in terms of further recruitment but I've seen so much you know positive reaction on Twitter and things like that and hopefully this can be the start of something where we can go further and go start climbing up the leagues again one thing I would actually like to ask you about is there's been a lot of rumours about the investment um, potential investment and Raj not willing to sell up I mean We've obviously got to be hesitant with the with the past that we've had with people like Cox or etc etc. But what are your views on that? Do you think he should sell up if the money's right? As you've said, it's a really difficult one. Um, I think we I think on behalf of probably all pros fans and say how indebted we are to Ryan for coming in mm. very late on, saving the club from the brink. From his point of view. I think he wouldn't hesitate to sell. I mean, you've seen, I think, not last season, the year before, he's lost nearly a million pounds and probably he's going to lost a lot of money this year, especially with the pandemic. Mm. I think at some point he has to sit back and say, right, I need to sell. At the end of the day, he's a businessman. If the offer was right, which apparently it wasn't the contract right thing, I think, was it insulting that he labelled it as? Yeah, on BBC Tees, yeah. It's difficult because of social media that people were saying it was a good offer, then you've got people saying it was a bad offer. So it, it really is a difficult situation to really comment on without knowing the full facts. I think at some point Raj has to sit back and think, right, it's time to now move on and sell to someone who could take the club even further the more he can. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I will make clear is whatever happens going forward, as you've said, us as fans at Hartlepool United, well, everyone, in, even in the town, I think, you know, the club is so vital to the community and we're so thankful to Raj for saving us from the brink. So, you know, if he, if he does leave, we won't, we won't see him any less than we do now in terms of we hold him in high regard for what he's done. We were, I think, 48 hours from going completely and for someone to come in and take that gamble... I mean, it'd be ideal situation is that we push on and we get promoted and Raj can hang about um, and get rewarded for the m- a vast amount of money that he's invested so far. But I guess that is another one that we'll just have to leave and see what happens going further down the line. Well, thanks very Thank much you. for coming on today, uh, Davo. It's been really good. I'm delighted this week to have Alex Chandy join me, who's currently doing the media stuff at Pools. Perhaps you could tell us a bit more about yourself and how the role came about. Yeah, Alex. Firstly, Jack, thanks for thanks for having us on. Um, I, I mean, I've listened to the last I've listened to the last few, and I, I, I love what you're doing. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a bit. It all came across quite quickly. To be fair, I mean, I was. Um, I've just finished my journalism degree at Northumbria Uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, at the t- it was must, this must have been about three months ago now, and um, when um, 
when Pools didn't have a media guy, um, I saw that Mark McGuire was posting um, on our Pools Twitter, and he was still doing the, um, um, he was still doing bits and bobs and just putting stuff out. But I think Mark McGuire would happily admit himself uh, that he's probably not the most tech savvy. So mm. I just dropped him a message and I just said, um, I, I, all I said was, you know, if you need a handle anything. Um, because I knew of him and I, I did some work experience at Pools last year during the season, mm. and I, ju- I just said if you need a handle anything, you know, like just you know, let me know. And um, and then you know, after after a week, he was just like, yeah, you know, that would, that would be great. Um, and then suddenly, I, you know, I was doing the Twitter, um, and the Instagram, and the Facebook, and the YouTube, and uh, and suddenly everything kind of all came at once, and it was just a case of from then. Um, which was probably about three months, three months, or probably two months ago. Now is mm. kind of them like, what, what type of content do you get out during lockdown? Because obviously, mm. it's the this is probably the hardest time for football fans that you can think of, really. Yeah, I mean, what's it? You touched on it a little bit there. What's it been like working during this situation? Obviously, extremely strange. It's yeah, it's it's really strange. I mean, I, I mean, for, I mean, this for me, this is. This is my first real taste of. Um, as I said, I've done I've done work streams all over the place, but this is my first real taste of a consistent time at a, you know at a football club, and and obviously obviously I've come in when I came in two months ago, especially when there was literally nothing going mm. on. I mean, the, there wasn't a signing, there wasn't uh, there was nothing. I mean, literally nothing, and it's. I mean. It's just been weird. I mean, obviously, obviously, like we've done a few YouTube videos with players and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm a Hartlepool fan myself, so I, I was after a few YouTube videos. I'm thinking, do you know what? Like, they just want to see a bit of football, and I don't mm. blame them really. Uh, and they want to see, either they want to see a bit of football, or they want to see a proper announcement. And and you know what? Fair enough to them because that because I'm I'm. I'm a little bit sick of all these YouTube videos, you mm. know, and all these and all this stuff that we can't do because it's so frustrating as a football fan, isn't it? Mm. Definitely. I mean, that's one thing, you know, in the close season, you, you miss it for the first couple of weeks and then, and then soon enough pre-season comes around, but the club's making signings and stuff and, and you're ready. Obviously, the season would would have just started up now. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's been good over the last few days um, with the signings it, being announced. It's Yeah, it's it's all... It, um, I'll be honest, all the signings, everything, you know, kind of happened very quickly as well. Um you know, it's kind of a case of you know I was getting told you know who's who's coming into the club and you know can we get you know obviously the press release ready mm. um, and and obviously all the signings kind of came in at once so it's been really full of busy the last few weeks and you know I I mean I, I mean talking from a football fan point of view rather than my job I mean I I'm over the moon with the signings that um, pillars have made they're mm. all um, they're all really good signings um, I've seen a lot of training they all look sharp. Um, you know, we we just announced David Ferguson, who sixteen assists last season. Yeah. I mean, for a left back, you can't. I mean, you know, Kitch, Kitch is going to be a big miss. Um, I thought last year probably was our most improved player. Mm. I mean, to repl- I mean, if you want someone to replace him, you, I mean, you, I feel like we kind of got the guy really, haven't we? Yeah. 100% I mean when that was released last night I think a lot of Pulse fans you know to be able to attract a player I think he had interest from Harrogate as well um, to be able to attract a player to the club of that calibre who's obviously being captain of Blackpool as well and to have 16 assists from left back it's just something that we've been crying out for for quite some time I mean 100% I mean um, there's no point having someone who can whip a ball in and get that many assists when you don't have the man up front and that's 
that's why I was over the moon for us to get Mason across the line here. Mm. Both them really top lads as well. Um, you know, Mason Bloomfield comes in, and I tell you what, when you, when you see him in person, he's a stature of a man. <laughs> um, he, he, he's, he, he's not one to mess around. I've seen him in training, and he, and he puts himself about a lot. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like Pillars have been crying out for something like that for years mm. and years. Um, you know, someone who's really going to put themselves out, link up the link the ball up well because when you've got someone who's going to link the ball up well to the likes of you know Shelton Dan uh, Molyneux mm. uh, now Claudio I mean yeah. we've got the tools to really push on this season oh 100% I mean just a little bit more on the job that you're doing at the moment I mean you, I'm sure you're learning uh, as you keep continuing coming out of a degree you know as you said real experience What, but what have you been enjoying most what are you taking away from this yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I am, uh, I'm learning as we go on, really, and I, I, and I think due to the fact everything's coming so quickly, I'm learning quicker, which is mm. a, which is a real bonus. Um, for me, I mean, as a, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to admit I am a, I am a Newcastle fan, but uh, when I was um, when I was ten, probably around ten year old, my granddad took me to my first pools game, mm. and ever since then, every time Newcastle, every every time Newcastle were away. We've been going to pillows matches, right. so I probably I probably make at least you know fifteen fifteen games a season at least. Mm. Um, something like that. So I've followed pillows for a long time now, and um, so for me, it's really it's really been quite surreal, almost like a bit of a dream come true because this was always the type of job I wanted. Mm. But in terms in terms of in the job, um, you, you know, all these signings signings and the signing videos and the bits that we you know that we all look forward to, and for me, doing it is the bits I look forward to as well. Because I mean, for years and years, I've spent, um, I've been on the other side of the, tw- of, of the Twitter feed when you know when you're constantly refreshing the Twitter, hoping mm. for a signing to come. So when I'm sat here at my desk, I completely understand all the frustration of Pills fans because, and I'm trying to get it out as quickly as I can. I mean, David Ferguson, the video yesterday from York, mm. um, it was the pl- it was always the plan to film that video yesterday. But whilst, whilst I was out filming, you know, I got the message that, you know, we have to release it tonight because, you know, the story started getting leaked a little bit here and there. And, I was, and, I, I, and you know, my plan was to edit it over about two days. And then, mm. um, so obviously that was, so I, I got, I probably got home around five, half five, and it was a case of I need to edit and write his press release for 45 minutes. <laughs> and it's always, and then it's always nice to see the fans getting the excitement up and, you know, fans mm. really building, building something up on Twitter. But as, as I said, I've really, really enjoyed doing these videos and I hope people have enjoyed watching them, really. I just wanted to kind of bring something new. Yeah, that's one thing I was really going to touch on. We haven't seen that type of, like, thinking before to... You know, I was going to ask you about the way that you came up with the ideas for these different videos. I mean, going to York to record that, that's another level of commitment. Um, like, how have you come about with these ideas and, and which one of the videos that you've produced has been your favourite to do? When I got told the other week that we were announcing five players in one day, I, would think, I mean, from a fan's point of view, I thought, bloody hell, five players in one day, you know, Pillows fans are going to be over the moon with this. And I thought... <laughs> I almost feel like I'm a little bit on trial um, yeah. tools. Um, so I was like you know I have to do something I ha- really have to do something that's going to um, you know help not just really help myself but you know I really want to excite the tools fans so in terms of the five videos the other week that all linked with each other um, obviously they were all filmed on separate days not in, not even in order you know I think resource came fourth but I think we probably I think, I think we filmed them second or something and it was it, it was it took it took a bit of planning but mm. um the, the video ideas I don't know it, it was just a case of I 
and thinking and you know it um, a lot of them are quite simple and, and sometimes the simple things are pay off the most mm-hmm. really but in terms of my favourite um, at that York one yesterday was um, I enjoyed doing um, a nice day to come out of York I suppose but yeah. um, uh, the Shelton one um, Pills on the probably saying I've, I've got myself a drone it was fun to get the drone involved <laughs> Uh, and, and you know what across to all the players they all they all got themselves involved they all enjoyed it um, they, I, I thought a few of them might, might have shied away from it but they all uh, they all loved it hmm. um, but uh, I, you know I'm really happy with how they went um, and I'm, I'm really glad that Pillars fans are enjoying them to be honest and you know long, long may it continue yeah, I mean, there's been there's been so much positivity, especially last night. Um, you know, around these signings, and everyone just seems to, as usual, Pulse fans just getting behind the players. And I think the way that they've been announced, it's kind of, you know, I don't know whether it's helped us to relate more to the signings because you feel a bit more connected and stuff. I mean, that that's been a real positive. Some of the work that you've done recently, and also it's it's good to see that Buster's back. Um, after the way that he left last time, um, hopefully this time it'll work out a bit better. I think he, he knows Dave Chalner quite well, doesn't he? Yeah. So uh, as far as the podcast goes out, yeah, the Buster Buster announcement will will be out. Um, yeah, uh, will see now, but the, uh, but there is a video for Buster. Of course, there is. Um, we couldn't we couldn't let Buster join back without getting him involved in some sort of video. Um, because to be honest, and Buster Buster announcement is probably just as exciting as a player announcement, really. Um, so yeah, Buster, the Buster video will be live on our Twitter now. Um, it, Buster, Buster um, actually done a five year video course with Dave and the gaffer. Right. Uh, and you'll see in the video he says that Dave was the most organised person he's ever met. Um, and what, I mean, I, I was I was filming with Buster this morning, um, and it, it, it was almost it was almost emotional, really, for him. Um, it's it's it, you know it's it's going to have such an impact on the squad and on the team, um, just to have have someone like Buster around because he is mm. such a personality and he and he's so loved by Hartlepool fans. Mm. It's, it's you know it, for me it's almost just as good as signing a striker who's going to score you ten plus goals a season. Obviously, mm. I know I know we don't want a striker who scores that many goals, but for the impact on the squad, it's almost it's almost the same because he. I mean, firstly, his work is, is fantastic. I mean, I mean, we'll end up being one of the fittest squads in uh, in the league. Mm. But secondly, just to have, just to have them around and for the fans to see the morale of the team um, is always such a huge achievement for the squad going into the season. Yeah, I mean, it feels like there's a piece of Hartlepool United coming back, you know. I mean, Buster, when he left, it was the fans were rightly angry at how it happened. And, you know, it's just great to have someone who bleeds blue and white back. And also some positive news on a youngster signing um, a new contract in Aaron Cunningham. Um, Good to see that he's going to hopefully be given his chance under Dave. I know he went out on loan the end of last season, but hopefully he can push on and, you know, challenge Timmy and Lids at centre-half. Yeah, I mean, he's looked very, he's looked really sharp in training. Um, you know, I'm happy to say, I'm happy to say that he's, uh, and I've been down there. He's, he's, he's a, he's a great lad. He's always nice to talk to. Always says hello. Um, and I'm excited. I'm happy for him. Excited for him that he's been given a new contract. Um, and you know, it's, it depends on the system Dave wants to play. You know, if we play with the three centre backs and the two wing backs, he's, he's fitting perfectly mm. next to Jimmy and Little. Um, and he can be a really good asset to the team, really. Um, and I, I'm, I'm over the moon from that, and I'm over the moon as a Pools fan that we've managed to get him 
they've managed to stay on for at least another season. Um, so yeah, as you said, as you said when, obviously when this comes out, Aaron Cunningham's new contract will be announced. Um, so it did, did really. When I've when I've spoke when I've spoke to him, you know and the things I've heard, he's, you know, and all these new signings. I mean, this is really now his squad. He's putting his squad together, and mm. for the first time since he's been here, this is you know he's finally getting to be in full control and be in full control of the squad that he wants. And you know, as a Pebbles fan, you can really see that we've got quality players in there that that you that thrive under him as well. Mm. I mean, I think that's one thing now that you know with with the situation that happened with people like Keener, Kitch, you know, uh, Luke James leaving, it left us with, you know, seven seven players and for him to be able to bring in these eight, uh, you know, he's finally getting to have his own squad. And I think this is the first time in a while that managers like had a, it's been a proper clear out and, you know, he's got his own players in and hopefully we'll be able to see the benefits of that come when the season starts. Yeah, yeah, just a word on Adrian Keener. Um, you know, I think everyone at the club wanted to want him to stay um, but you know family circumstances do uh, obviously do come first and everyone puts us in the mm. best of luck and it was like and that board solid you know sticks sticks in mind but um, but as you said yeah it has been a bit of a clear out um, eight new signings have come in eight all very good signings mm. um, you know people people with experience like Gary Little um, people from lower leagues down like Claudio who've got huge huge potential and it's always good to see you know giving people that chance um, and then you can't forget the people that are already in the squad who you know who who will really push on this season mm. you know we've got, got the likes of Brad Young in goal who is a fantastic keeper and we, you know we want to see more of you know Gav was already there Gav, you know, Gav committed as ever Luke Molyneux on, he didn't unfortunately didn't see a lot of them last season but you, you know he's, he's a fantastic player and I'm looking forward to seeing him really thrive this season as well mm. Yeah, well, it's it's positive, isn't it? And hopefully, you know, we'll, this season we'll be able to push on, hopefully, as well. I know it's been a difficult situation with the season ticket allocation and that process. Hopefully, we'll be able to pack the park once again down the line um, whenever that's safe to do so. But that must have been such a, a difficult situation to finish up on with um, the whole season ticket allocation. How's the best way to do it? When are we going to announce it? I think Martin Jesper touched on that yesterday in the interview you did with him. Yeah, it's been it's been busy at the club, and you can only I can only you know applaud the work that has gone on behind the scenes. I've only seen bits and bobs. I've just been kind of getting on with the social media side of it, and you know putting stuff out when required. But you know, there's there must be there must be only a handful of workers in there, and you know Martin's kind of doing Martin's really doing a, a job of, of probably a six man team on his own sometimes. Martin and the rest of the team turn around and 
you know, release, release another statement and say, you know, finance option will be available because I think that's the type of club that we want to be. Mm. You know, we, we want we depend so much on our fans, our our, our amazing fans who um, who really drive this club forward. So we, I think, I think that really shows that we are as a club and Martin running the club is is there to listen and um, hopefully that any and Martin's kind of touched on it yesterday is that's the way we want to move forward with every subject that comes out of the club really. Yeah, I think that's one really big key thing that fans just want honesty and want to be able to have that open communication with the club. You know, we want to build that relationship back. We saw glimpses of it at the end of last season when we're on that roll and it really did feel like the fans and the team and the staff were getting united again. And I just hope that that can, you know, move forward and hopefully the relationship will be repaired from over the years when it has been severely damaged by previous owners. I mean, yeah, I mean, this, this, the whole club is is really united um, together. Um, you can see it. You can see it from the training ground, the um, the players and the, the management team from Dave to Swains, uh, Ross Turnbull, etc. Uh, and then you can see, you know, in the offices of Martin and all the work and the people who are still constantly working. Um, the club is, if, if anything, united as one to get this get this club back to where it belongs mm. um, as a sustainable club and sustainable club that can carry on for a long period of time rather than just being sustainable over a season mm. because if we, if we only plan to be sustainable over a season then you know then all the hard work has to go in again yeah. where when we um, it, we the, no one wants to see the club in you know the state it was a few years ago when when unfortunately we were in such financial trouble mm. uh, and you know that, you know, huge thank you to Raj really as a football fan yeah. for what he's done done, done for the club. Um, but you know, as I said, the whole club, the whole club is united. The players are ready for the season. They're nearly ready on it. Um, and I mean, really, there's a lot, there's a lot to look forward to. Really, mm. hard for fan right now. Yeah, well, really appreciate you coming on today, Alex, and giving us a bit more of an insight and letting the fans know a bit more, you know, about the work that you've been doing and keep up the brilliant yeah, no work. Thanks very much. So the final guest today is Pulse fans Mark Carroll. Thanks very much for coming on. First of all, I'd just like to talk about the transfer business. Obviously, eight signings have come in over the last few days. In your opinion, what's the best bit of business we've done so far? Best bit for me, I think, is Timmy. Um, I really liked him. You know, when he came in one month from Norwich, you know, I was I was hoping we'd get him back. Hmm. But I was a little bit doubtful because for me he can play a much higher level. You know, he really looked to business when he came in on loan, hit the ground running, you know, looked really composed. So for me he's the best because I think he actually with the age that he is, he's got a lot you know, a lot of potential there. Um and I think, you know, if he if he continues in the same vein, you know, twelve months down the line he could get himself, you know, a Kioso type of move. Yeah, I mean, obviously we brought in Ferguson last night and he got 16 assists from left-back. Um, that's just ample cover for Mark Kitchen, isn't it? And a player that it's really good to see that we've managed to attract him, as I was saying to Adam earlier when we were speaking. I mean, I've heard that Harrogate were also after him and normally, you know, we lose out to other teams like that because we lack ambition. But I think Dave Chandler's a big part in, you know, in the recruitment, isn't he? Yeah, so it's not... not- a shabby replacement for Mark Kitchen. I think he, you know, he's got quite. You see, he's got quite a lot of assists last season for York. Very track-minded fullback. Mm. And I think that fits into the way you saw his, you know, Gordon last season, where the fullbacks were 
ready, you know, yes, the defenders, but to really push on and give that extra sort of supply to the attacking players. So it's a good signing. He's got, you know, he's got a lot of experience in his belt. He's football league at Blackpool. He's obviously been, you know, Darlington, New York. So he's got a lot of experience in his belt. Mm. Good player. There's not a great deal of difference between the conference, you know, North and the national. So there's not a worry for me there. A lot of assists. That's what we really need. We need, you know, that supply line. Yeah. Um, needs to be there. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, there was late, obviously you said there was links to likes of Harrogate. Uh, hopefully, you know, Harrogate's not that far from us, but I think hopefully I understand that uh, Ferguson's just become a, a father recently. So, you know, maybe as well staying local mm. helps him. And he wants to do that. And obviously, you know, he's turned down a contract offer from York City because he wants to play the highest level he can. And on the day of Challenger, the ambition is the ambition is there for us to be a team that's genuinely challenging, rather than just talking about it. Actually, you know, putting together a team that's going to do it. Yeah, I know there was a different opinions across the fan base about Mark Kitchen just going back to him I mean what was your opinion on him I thought he really came on at the end of last season and was probably the most improved player overall during last campaign he came on last season because I'm going to say the season before at the end of end of the season before I'd quite happily seen him go mm. um, because I didn't really see anything in him at the start of the, start of the season just, just finished I thought he was you know, in and out because there was obviously there was competition with others. It was okay. Seems to be sort of when Dave Challenger came in, he was just about to pick up. And yeah, he, he did improve. He, he got forward a lot. Only thing, part of his game that, you know, maybe he's going to improve at Stockport as he gets, as he gets more experience. It's just that final final delivery. Mm. He scored, scored one game and home game against Dagenham, I think. But that's the sort of side of game you just sort of start to improve going forward so by the end of it yeah I was I was sight to see him go but I had full faith in Dave Challenger to replace him with somebody if not the same then slightly better um, and Dave Challenger I mean I'm, I'm a big fan of his I've got no there's no doubt in my mind that the majority of the players he brings in will be a success so no matter what manager are there might be one or two who don't quite hit it off here mm. it doesn't work for them but in my mind, he, he's shown last season with his loans. He knows a player. He gets the best out of them. And any player he brings in, they will fit into the way he wants the team to play. Yeah. There's nobody, there's no short, there's no player going to come in and, and, and not put the effort in. You know, the minimum requirement. And they'll be, they'll be, they'll be fit. You can guarantee that as well. So I'm, I'm confident with them that any player we've lost, that we, we won't get anything less than as good as a player to come in. Yeah, I mean, one thing I picked up on, you know, when they've been doing the interviews with the new signing, you know, it's a positive energy and, and what they talk about um, with Dave selling them a certain vision and, like, kind of bigging up the club to them. And also, he's brought, I've noticed he's brought in a couple of North East lads as well. Um, you know, he's brought in McLeod from Halifax and then obviously Ferguson last night. Um, and I think that that might help. You know, they've, they they're from the area. They know they've talked about what the club is, the size of the club, and you know the potential that we've got. Do you think bringing back yeah. some of the older players and some of the northeast lads is really going to contribute to having a positive uh, momentum throughout the squad? I hope so. It's a, it's a good mix. I say you've got players who know the club, know the, probably know the club more than the football league club. Yeah. 
mm. you know, in, in the success that we'd, we had in that 10-year period. So they know the size of the club. They're obviously in the area, so they know sort of the, the crowds we get, the atmosphere, the, the ground. They know the club has got that bit, that potential. Mm. It just needs something to ignite it. And we saw that last season. It was, it was beginning, you know, the crowd... The atmosphere in the, in the ground was, was getting on a high, um, so I think he's you know he's selling him a vision. He knows the importance of having some players who you can bring in and they're going to settle straight in. Mm. It's going to be an easy fit for them. Um, and other players, they obviously like last season, they're bringing players in, and they're just getting to you know live together, you know, put them in a house together, so they can get that bond together. That's, mm. the, that's the important thing. You got to pl- because all the all of the, the things I've been listening to recently, you, you listen to the, the um, podcasts with the ex-players talk, and, and they always talk about that team spirit and mm. the group, and that's what you need to that's what you need to build, and it hasn't quite been that for for quite some time. Yeah. But I haven't got that real feeling that there was a, a, a good bond and a good you know good group, and they're all they're all in it together, and I'm sure that. No, that's, that's a key thing for Dave Challoner, that he, he needs to find the right characters as well, as well as the right type of ability. Mm-hmm. You need to find the right type of right type of person. Yeah. I mean, continuing along the lines of recruitment, and it's obvious that we still need to strengthen in some departments. I mean, eight of the last signings have been permanent. Um, so perhaps now we'll start to look towards the loan market. But personally, where do you think you know, we need to strengthen uh, to make sure that we do have the best squad going, even though Dave um, likes to carry a smaller squad usually? Yeah, I think I have had him say sort of a squad once a squad of like eighteen to twenty, which might include you know two or three of the sort of youth team players. Mm. We definitely, well, it's, just, it's definitely, we definitely need a right back, um, and potentially maybe it's a right back who you know if things are tight, who can also play centre defence. Mm. Because as much as I'm a big fan of Aaron Cunningham, you've got to look at his injury record over the last couple of seasons and say, is it a good idea to solely rely on him being? Central defensive competition and cover. Mm. I'd suggest, as much as I like him, it's, an, it's not a wise idea at this moment in time to rely on him solely. So I think if you could, it's an ideal world, you bring a right back in who could also play fair defence and who's attacking, because that, that's obviously how it's going to fit into the next one to play. Mm. Um, we certainly need a striker. Now, it's easy, we all sit here and say we need a 20 goal season striker, you know, just go and find one. I don't think anyone's a, a naive to think it's that easy, mm. but we do need somebody with a decent background, decent calibre of scoring. Now, whether that's from the league we're playing in now, or a Conference North, a Conference South team, I don't mind. But I think, I like research for his work rate. You're going to get 100% from him. Mm. You know, he might get you seven, eight goals a season. You know, I might be doing him a disservice, we'll see. Bloomfield, you know, big lad, you might, you might get 10, 12 a season. So you, you know where I'm going. We still, for me, we could still do with somebody getting your 15, 20. Mm. And I thought Keenan would have been that man. So that's a type for me, that's a type of striker we need to replace. Yeah. Now we lost Keenan to Hearts. I thought this season he could be somebody a fox in the box or score. That's what we've got to try and find from somewhere. But I have faith in them, Dave Chandler. You know, I know that he'll have lots of contacts. And as I say, if it comes from Scottish League or it comes from a low league, you've just got to look at somebody who's got that 
decent record of, of scoring goals. Uh, after that, then I agree, I think you, you would then be looking at maybe one or two loans long term to, to supplement other areas, to boost other areas. Mm. Um, goalkeeper wise, I'm going to I'm have to say it, I'm not convinced by Killip. I hope I'm proven wrong. If I am, I'll, I'll say to you, Alec, you know, I'll say to you that. Uh, that I'm, that I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not convinced by him mm. at this moment in time. He's got, he's still got a lot to sort of prove. So that's, I don't. You know, he's got two goalkeepers. He's not going to bring another one in. But I think that he's got half an eye on that position. Um, if Brad Young was to go, and there's obviously a lot of speculation about him, if he was to get a move somewhere, then obviously that would give him the option to look at that department but he probably won't look at the goalkeeper at the moment because you know if Brad Young stays he might well say that he's a young lad you as much a chance of getting you know in the start 11 on day one than Killip has mm. you know and give 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 a young lad a good pre-season and see what he's like but priority areas are me right back striker and then if we if we have any room loans but like Callum said last week this league was open to loans virtually all season, mm. so there's, we don't have to use you know every sort of um, penny of the budget. If not, if we don't have to, he can he can use he can use the loan signs. He might get the loans might all come closer to kick off because people talk about Southern Hills would obviously ideally step right back, but if they were not going to let anybody go like him on their own, mm. I'd better let him go. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Now, something that's been heavily discussed both in this podcast and, you know, on social media um, is the season ticket allocation for next season, which, you know, it, it's difficult for the club. Only um, a 1,000 people are going to be allowed in at the moment. Um, obviously, that's ever-changing. I was just wondering what your thoughts were on the way that they've gone about that um, moving yeah. forward. Yeah, well, I don't think it's, a, it's an ideal ways that they do it. Mm. They've probably looked and thought some people have said twenty five percent, some people have said thirty percent of your crowd, you're gonna be allowed in. Um they've obviously just thought a thousand and then that should be, you know, the minimum we're allowed to get into the crowd. So if we can sell a thousand season tickets we can get some money into the club. But you don't want to do is sell you know, just say right it's open for sale and you get two thousand, two and a half thousand then have to turn out with somebody and say, well, we can only allow, you know, fifteen hundred in now, so we sold another thousand on top. How do we pick who can't come in the ground? Um, so I, I think we've just been cautious. I think because nobody knows how it's going to work. And we've probably just thought a thousand is the minimum they should be able to get in. Mm. We'll have to wait for more guidance. Um, and obviously, the problem is you can't just at the ground now and or do online and do the application because there's a lot of people will be on furlough or maybe just working part time mm. so partially partially on furlough so it's difficult you can't even do it online so people have always got to email it in which I've emailed mine in or you hand it in obviously people living out of heart have to 
you know, public's posting or they're having to rely on people who live in the town to, to sort of fill the phone in for them. It's, mm. it's not ideal. It's certainly not ideal. But it's, I don't envy them having to sort it out because, you know, it's truly is a, a, a once-in-a-generation event. Um, so I think they've probably done the best they can. And obviously, I don't think they can't answer a lot of the questions of the problem. Mm. You know, that there's lots of questions people have just can't answer um, because the, the guidance coming to them I think we'll both agree is not the players is it so for them to give an answer when the, the people in government not really given a clear uh, guidance is, is potentially difficult but I think the be all end all is a thousand season tickets try and sell them all and get kind of to 200, 250,000 odd pounds into the club As you say, it's a very difficult situation for both clubs and and fans. Um, but hopefully, you know, things will improve um, in time, and perhaps after Christmas, we'll be hopefully sooner. But more realistically, we'll be able to have more fans in, and this won't be a problem anymore. Um, just, just to you know, just to finish up, really. Um, there's been a bit of talk on social media about a potential investment. I was just wondering what your views were on that um, I mean obviously we're extremely thankful to Raj um, for all he's done so far and I'm not saying yeah. by any means that that's that's the end of his tenure but you know if, is it right for him to sell up is it his time to sell up if he really wants to get out well I think we've got to look at it from business point of view hasn't he that he's put I think he originally wanted to put he's not even to put a million pound in when he first came mm. in he's ended up putting two million in I think the last set of accounts showed a loss of about 800,000. So it's how long you are willing to sort of subsidise those sort of losses. Um, he's come in and he's, he's kind of a mess. I mean, I, I think from what happened at Darlington, obviously there was a lot of people worried when he came in. But he's come in, I think he's answered on that score, a lot of his critics, he's come in, there will be a lot of mess. He, he took a chance when other businessmen looked at it and didn't want to, didn't want to get involved. There's a huge financial mess. People coming out would like asking for money. So if he, if he was to walk away, if he got enough for money he thought was acceptable to him, he could walk away and say, I've, I've come in, I've started a mess, I'm, I'm handed over football club to somebody that I believe can, can take it forward. Mm. Um, that's, that's, that's the, the, uh, sort of the ideal thing, but obviously only if it's right for him and he thinks it's right for the football club because neither me or you obviously are privy to who, the, who they are, what the background is. Obviously we've been on the receiving end of some dodgy dealings, let's just say. Hmm. You know, one, one group will try to take us over and end up in prison. 
Um, so you've got to be very careful. So I understand there's a lot of caution out there. I don't think you've had, we've had the end of it by any means. You know, I don't think it's the it's it's over. I think this will carry on, and we'll see how serious the people behind it are. Hmm. But if that, if we did sell, then I don't think anybody would have a bad word to say about him. You know, if he stays and he, he thinks he can take the top forward, then you know he's, he's got the backing of the support. Yeah. But but if he thinks, you know what, you know I've put the money in, I've, I've got a reasonable offer back. Uh, the care homes are struggling, or they've they've took a big hit financially. Mm. I can get some money back here, and then I can go to just concentrate on family business. There's all of these different different things that are in the air of how it's how it would potentially work. But one thing I would say is if he could go, if then I don't think any Hartlepool farm would have a bad way to say about him, and he would, you know, he would have come in and done exactly what he was. He said he was going to do mm. and sort out uh, a huge mess that he uh, inherited, and he's put Hartlepool back on a much more stable footing, and obviously attractive to the people who want to buy the football club. Mm. Yeah, it'll definitely it'll be interesting to see what happens. But whatever does happen, as he said, you know, Raj has come in and we're extremely grateful um, for what he's done. But if he does continue, you know, he's got the full support from the fans and everyone involved at the club. Um, finally, some positive news: Buster's back. Um, you know, someone who bleeds blue and white and left. You know, not in the best in the best way, but I'm sure, I know he knows Chaloner, he's known him for a while, it's brilliant to have him back at Pools and the fans are, you know, it's it's like another big signing really, isn't it? It was very popular, obviously, a lot of, a lot of supporters, and he, he obviously knows Dave Chaloner very well, and um, understand that both did some of the you know, physiotherapy courses, etc. together, so it's, it's obviously somebody that Dave Chaloner Trusts and has a lot of belief and a lot of faith in. Mm. Um, so it would be, you know, from that point of view, you know, if, if Dave Chandler wants wants him back and thinks he's the best man for the job, then you you go with that because obviously he's brought in uh, um, Jake Simpson from Fylde, yeah. who's a strength and conditioning coach. So he's, a, he's you know he's assembling a lot of his own people around him, you know, and when it comes to your physios, your medical side, you, you've got to have people you trust, you've got to have people that are going to, they're going to be honest with you and, you know, tell you, if a player's not right, then the player's not right, or, you know, you need a player starting out, you know, getting fixed for the next game, but yeah, it's, it's good because obviously he's a, he's a big part of the football club for a long time um, and a lot of people have got a lot of, you know, nice words to say about him, mm. so like, like the players, if, if in brilliant to have three guests on today and you know have a discussion about different things that are coming out of the club um, in this really really strange time hopefully football will be back as soon as possible and you know as many fans as as they're able to can be able to get into the vic and uh, back the lads again on hopefully what will be a positive season and Hopefully more news to come soon from the club. Um, I'm sure time will tell and then we can continue recording these podcasts. Thanks all for the support um, throughout the pandemic. You've carried on engaging. And if you can keep going on the Facebook page, Hartlepool United News, or also on the Twitter, 
HUFC chat and this will be out on all the usual platforms. Thanks once again for listening to HUFC chat. Keep the faith and never say die. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.